Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report, guys. It's a Monday afternoon. That means it must be an Armor education video. Thanks for being here. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal, and this is a show about quantum mental investing. It's a combination of quantitative execution using algorithms and computer models. Combine that with a fundamental foundation, and that's the information edge I'm sharing with you every time we chat on this channel. Um, Today, what we're going to discuss is the progression of stop-loss rules that we follow in the ARMOR approach. Now, ARMOR stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. Risk management. Stop-losses are all about managing risk. So the information I'm going to provide comes directly from the research and work we've done, computer models and algorithms, to show us what is the most effective stop for every step in the life of a stock market investment, okay? Now, as I like to say, this is a live trading desk, market's closed, I'm still open, phone might ring, bear with me. And of course, I'm not telling you how to invest since I don't know you, right? So I'm sharing with you information I've learned over 30 plus years in the trenches, taking grenades, okay? I want to put you on my shoulder. I want to raise you up. That's what this is about. So let's get to it. Um, the first Armor Education live stream we did about stop losses was the first step in the stop loss progression. There are three basic stops that we put in for every stock that we buy. The first is called a principal protection stop. Please review that video. I gave you a link <clears throat> right down here. You can click right on it and watch that video when we're done with this one to get caught up if you've missed it. It's a step-by-step -step approach. And I'm going to use some terminology from that video that you're going to want to understand. You can go watch it. I'm going to do that right now. With our principal protection stops, what does that mean? What are we doing? I'll tell you right now, I don't buy a stock for myself personally or for any of the capital that we manage through our interactive brokers relationship. So when we manage capital for individuals and for myself, before I ever buy a stock, I know how much I'm willing to risk. What am I willing to lose? before I cut it and start over. That's called a principal protection stop. There's three locations. The low of the day we bought it, L-O-D-B. The low of the move that we bought, L-O-M-B. And the low of the structure we bought, L-O-S-B. 
I'm going to show you charts in a minute that step-by-step step you'll see what each of those principal protection stops are, okay? That's step one. Now, step two, what do you do when the stock starts to go up? There's no point in leaving those stops a lot lower because you've already moved off of your base and you're making money. So the next step, step two, is called a raised stop. When a stock goes up X percent, we raise our stop. I'm going to walk you through that. I'm going to show you some charts. Okay. And then the third stop in this stop progression is a trailed stop. And I call that a profit protection stop. So we have principal protection, raise stop, and profit protection. Okay. I'm going to walk you through those, the, the second and the third of those two, three. If you want to see step-by-step step how we come up with the LOMB, the LODB, the LOSB, and you've got to watch that other video. So right down here, you can click on it and see it. Also, if you want to subscribe, there's the subscription buttons. Give me a thumbs up if you guys enjoy this conversation. It helps me out. Any comments you guys have, I'll get to Q&A at the end, but let's keep it to the topic we're discussing today. I'm not going to get too deep into individual stock discussions. I want to just talk about stop-loss disciplines, okay? So um, we have a lot of fun examples to go over today when it comes to profit protection. Those of you who have been following the Armour Report, watching these videos, Armour Insiders, you know that we're having really a huge couple of weeks in our precious metals investments. So now's a great time to talk about how do we protect those profits? Where do we get out? So I'm going to use the precious metal stocks as an example for you. And I think it's best for us just to look at charts and you'll, I'll talk you through what each step is. So let's go to the raised stop approach. I said X percent. When a stock is up X percent, you're going to want to raise your stop. The X is because it depends on the type of stock we're talking about. If we look at indexes, if we look at the armor algorithms, and we have algorithms written for the top seven indexes, what we call the magnificent seven, that drive all of our risk decisions. On those indexes, a raised stop is triggered when the indexes go up about 2% from our buy point, which is not a big move. But statistically speaking, using algorithms, using computer models, crunching huge amounts of data, if your trigger is right, if you're buying right, then on the big indexes, the most liquid assets, they should never challenge. Once they run up 2%, they should keep on going. And if they come back, you need to get out and start over. Now, if we look at big cap stocks, that number changes to about 5%. And if we go to small cap stocks, that number goes to 10%, right? So as you can see, the more liquid the investment, that X factor is lower. The more volatile the investment, the X factor is higher. What we don't want to do, guys and girls, what we don't want to do 
raise our stop too quickly and get stopped out of a huge winner. That's a mistake. So we have to try to avoid that. It happens to all of us sometimes. You got to avoid that. So you really have to work on a case by case basis. What I just told you, two to five to 10 are basic ballpark numbers. And what I do personally is I drill down into each stock and I start looking at the chart pattern to figure out what makes sense. So let's do that right now. We're going to look at two gold stocks. The first is going to be WPM, wheat and precious metals. You can see in the green highlight, that's where we bought the stock a couple days ago. Okay. That's where we added it to our armor portfolios. Anybody who's an armor insider, who's a subscriber, you can obviously go to the armor uh, uh, portfolios and see what stocks we bought, the dates we bought them, and what the stops are. And hey, guys, for the Armor Insiders, I've just added for your um, further understanding a step-by-step -step approach of this stop progression. Okay? So check that out. Now, what we have here is a stock clearly has ripped higher. So it's gone high enough for us to raise our stop. So at the beginning of this, our stops were the low of the day we bought it, which would have been here. That's pretty obvious, low of the day we bought it. The low of the move we're buying, which was about here. And in this particular instance, the low of the structure we're buying and the low of the move we're buying was the same to me. What we're buying here was this little cup with a handle. I'm not going to have my stop be down here. This was just a stock market implosion. So we're going to cut that off and we're going to have to say, here's our stop. Okay. So the low of the move and the low of the structure was the same price on this asset. So now that the stock has gone up enough, it's time for us to raise the stop. Now, the first thing I could tell you is there's, there's no point uh, um, that makes sense to raise here except for the highest of all of our original principal protection stops, which is going to be the low of the day we bought. So I'm no longer going to let it come back down to the 200-day. I'm going to move it up to the low of the day we bought it. And honestly, truth be told, guys, Truth be told, a raised stop should usually make sure that you book a profit on a winner, okay? So I'm being extra lenient on this particular stock because I'm, I'm letting these stocks run, right? So I don't want to raise my stop too fast on a group that's blowing out to the upside, right? Rule number one of investing. When you get on a theme that's working, you want to milk it as long as you can, right? You don't want to be whipped out of it. So we need stops, but we don't want to ruin a good position. So we just raise them incrementally, a little bit, little bit, little bit. The higher they go, the more we raise, okay? So let's go take a look again. So that's easy, easy to understand. The stop originally might have been down here in the, say, what is that, um, 27 area, and now we're saying the stop got to be closer to the 28 to 29 area. Okay. Now let's take a look at Kirkland Lake. Okay. Here's another example. Now this is a great example for all of us to discuss. We originally put the position on this first arrow. It came down and took us out of our tightest stop, which was the low of the day we bought it stop. And it broke below the low of the move we bought. So as you can see on this day here, 
we got out of that position. That's what that arrow is for. Okay, out. And the very next day we bought it back because what we discovered was that our stop was too tight. This happens. Sometimes it happens. Okay. The real stop on this asset should have been down here at the time, which was the low of the structure we were buying. And so we bought the stock back the next day. Now the stock has accelerated back up to the 200-day moving average. So the stop is no longer down here. Okay, the stop has been moved up to the low of the day we bought it. And very shortly, the stock is going up enough, and so is WPM, that we're going to have to start raising our stop to the trailed stop area. So let's talk about that now. Okay? Just to wrap up raise stops. Once the stock is up enough, I raise my stop to the low of the day I bought it. I don't use the more lenient stops anymore. And or I raise it to break even plus or minus a little to make sure I get paid for my hard work in some cases. Okay, that's my raise stop rule. Now we're going to trail stop. The stocks are up so much, they start to trend a lot higher than the three most important moving averages we use as our trailed stops. We use the 25 day the 50-day, and the 200-day moving averages. I generally use the exponential moving averages. Some people like arithmetic. It's fine, whichever you wish. Sometimes I toggle back and forth between the two. It kind of depends on the stock and the structure of the chart pattern. But that's more a stop-loss rules, you know, 401 class instead of a 101, Okay. So for the sake of this conversation, those are the three moving averages we use. Now, you're going to say to me, that sounded simple. That was easy. All I got to do is use moving averages. Let me tell you something, my friends. I have researched this trailed stop strategy rules, you know, for years. I keep going back to it. I keep trying new strategies. I keep trying to come up with something that's more effective. And at the end of the day, this is the most effective trailed stop rule that I use my own capital and capital that I manage. And I think this is the reason why. It goes back to what I said a minute ago. You cannot cut your losses. You cannot cut your losses fast enough and you cannot cut your gains slow enough. In other words, if you don't get the most out of your successful investments, long-term, your investment process is going to suffer. Most people have it flipped. Most people cut their gains fast and ride their losses down. It's a strange psychological phenomenon. People are more comfortable losing money than they are with their success. They can't stand the success. They just can't stand it. And so they're always coming up with reasons to sell it. And yet I find people have no problem losing money. Oh, it's a long-term investment. They'll be fine. Okay. So if I make these stops any tighter, I'm going to get whipped out of a great position. I have to be willing to lose some money off the top. It, that's just the way it is. Statistically speaking, over a long period of time, I'm talking about investing, guys. I'm not talking about day trading. I'm not talking about swing trading. 
You want to talk about that? We can do it. We'll do it on another video. But this is for investors. I'm investing in the precious metal space. I'm not looking to trade it. If you are, that's fine. God, you've made so much money in the last couple of weeks on these precious metal stocks. You want to sell them? Have at it. I'll never tell you not to book a gain. But we're talking about the three steps of stop losses for investments that we intend to hold as long as we can. We have the principal protection stop, the raised stop, and now we have the trailed stop. Okay? So let's take a look at what we're going to do. Okay? Let's look at WPM again, because this is going to probably, we're going to have to add this to a trailed stop rule now to a certain degree, because what we're doing now is this thing is blowing out. And what we'll start to do is we'll start to trail at the 50-day moving average, which is the, the blue line here. Can you guys see that? I hope, yep, follow that right around. So right in here, the 50 and the 25-day are real tight. This is the 200-day, the black line. So as you can see on this stock, the 200-day is too far down. The 50-day has now gone above the raised stop that we came up with, which was the low of this day. So now we start trailing at the 50. Did you guys get that? You go from raised to trail when the 50 or the 25 or the 200-day is above that raised stop price right? Because now you're trailing. All right. Let's take a look at Newmont Mining. All right. This is our biggest success perhaps, you know, at the moment. Um, there we are. We bought it right here. This was a perfect entry because it was literally kind of a, the structure entry. The stop right here would have been the 200-day moving average. Like the low of the day we bought it, and, and the low of the move we were buying and the low of the structure we were buying is all pretty much right around the same price. There's a caveat, not a caveat. That's something for you guys to note. Write this down, put it on your whiteboard or however, wherever you put these notes. If you find the trigger, and we're going to go over triggers next Monday, I'm going to show you what my triggers are that get me to buy stocks. Newmont is the number one example of that. If you get a trigger where you look at it and you say, oh my goodness, the low of the day I'm buying, the low of the move I'm buying, pretty much the low of the structure I'm buying, the 200-day moving average is all around the same price. Then you can put your biggest position size on. That's when you put your biggest position size on, when your stop is the tightest. If you're buying further away from all those stops, you have to put on a smaller position size because the risk is greater. Okay, moving on. So here's the trailed stop, okay? The stock blew out. Really, the, the day after we bought it, it blew out. So you would have raised the stop the next day. You, you could have raised the stop the next day to the 50-day moving average. Notice how that would have worked. I'm going to blow this up a little bit more so you guys can see how that would have worked. Look at this. Okay. The day after we bought it, it went above the 50-day moving average, the blue line. You could have raised your stop. Don't forget, and this is important, guys. Let me just look right at you and make sure you're seeing my eyes and I'm seeing yours. We do not stop out 
our positions in the morning, particularly not on trail stops. It's an end of the day activity. Even in, in our principal protection stops, we wait till the first hour of trading's over because there are so many shakeouts during the day, uh, particularly in the morning. There's so many shakeouts in the morning that I never let my stops get tripped in the first hour. And I'm willing to lose more money. Some days I lose more money. Other days, stocks reverse and go higher and end up trading above the stops. And then they take off and I never see the stops again. Okay, that's important when it comes to stops. I don't put the prices in. I don't want people to see what my stop is. And I don't do it in the first hour. All right, so here it is. Here we are, trail stop runs up above the 50-day. We could have moved our stop immediately to the 50-day. It never closed above, uh, excuse me, below the 50-day moving average. And Newmont continues to climb. And what we're going to do now is just trail this thing up with the 50-day moving average. Okay? Some of you might say, I'm going to leave a lot on the table if it reverses and collapses. You're right. I will. If that doesn't suit you, Figure out another exit point. This is my strategy. I know over a big body of evidence, over a long period of time, I might get frustrated by a stock that reverses and trips me out. And I say, oh my God, I could have made more money. But over a long period of time and over a statistically significant basket of examples, it pays to have a trailed stop that's more lenient. That stop is just there to make sure I don't get steamrolled on my whole portfolio because I fall in love with the theory. Okay. I'm going to get out of these stocks and I'm going to book a profit. Now, having said that, I want to see how long I can ride this horse. Okay. You want to talk about targets with me? Okay. We'll talk about it. You could book some as the asset goes higher. Like in this case, you know, we're more than, let's take a look. How many standard deviations are we above? That's three. So, okay, indexes is usually three. Let's see if it's five. Okay, we're almost five standard deviations above the 200-day moving average on Newmont. And if we go back and look over time, we might discover it never trades at that level. <laughs> okay, it never trades at that level, right? So you're definitely in rarefied air. If you want to tell me you want to book a profit, um, at a target up here, you're, you're, be my guest. Book some profit at a target up here. Could be Fibonacci extensions. Could be standard deviations above the 200-day, and you take some off the table. Absolutely. We're talking about trail stops. Where will I get out of this whole position? I won't get out of this whole position unless it closes below the 50-day moving average at this point. Okay? Let's take another look at um, another example. Okay? Armor Edition, Nova Gold, right here. Basically, the same day we were buying Newmont, we were buying Nova. Now, in this case, the stock blew out the next day, but did not go above its 50-day moving average. So we're not changing our stop there. But we will say, hey, we're not going to lose down here. We're going to raise the stop to the 200-day moving average. You see how that worked? The stock went up enough for us to raise 
to a raised stop level. And in this case, the 200-day moving average was that level. Now the stock's running away. Now the stop is going to be the 50-day moving average. Okay? Let's take a look at, um, look, how about Mag Silver? We're in that one more recently. Stock's just broken out. Now, in this case, the stop was pretty much right around here. The structure, the low of the day, everything was right here. So the stop was pretty tight. We stepped on it good. Here's the stock. It's blowing out above the 200-day. Um, I would probably raise my stop, in this case, to the 25-day moving average, which is right here, the lowest of the three. Okay, so pretty much right in here. And the reason I say that is that MAG is probably the most volatile stock in our portfolio when it comes to metal companies. It's the most illiquid. It's the smallest market cap, all these things. So just like raise stops, where the X factor changes depending on liquidity, the same is true here. I don't want to be stopped out by vicious volatility during the day or on a particular day. Right? With this group, what we're trying to do is hit a home run. Okay? A, a, an investment process that lasts for months, not days, where our net worth increases exponentially. This is what we're trying to do. So if I just get flipped out every time a stock has a bad day, it's going to be very hard to build that net worth. Okay? So on small cap stocks, my stop is going to be more lenient. On big cap stocks, more aggressive. And that wraps up this discussion. Be my guest and book some profits at targets on the way up if you feel those stops are too loose. I get it. Nothing wrong with that. Pairing back your exposure and booking some gains after some big up days. That's a great thing to do. I like to trade around the core sometimes. I might take 25% off the top when we hit, you know, ridiculously extended moves away from the 200-day moving average, like five standard deviations. Maybe that is ridiculous. Okay. I'm going to let someone else get that. All right, hang on a second. Can um, I call you back? Yep. Thanks. Yeah, try the cell, would you? Try your cell. Thanks. Love you. All right. Um, so what I may do in my portfolio is trade around the core. I might book 25% gains at extended prices where I think, God, that move is, is got to take a breather and I'll look to reinvest cheaper. But for this conversation, we're talking about the three steps, the progression of stops. So principal protection at the beginning, raise stop when you can, trailed stop at the moving averages. That's the approach we follow here at the Armour Report. I hope that was helpful. Let's get to a couple of questions about this issue. Brendan, what periods would you use on your EM ex exponential moving average? My, okay, I hope I answered that. The periods I use, the 25-day, the 50-day, and the 200-day for my trailed stops. Now, 
you guys have to determine what kind of trader slash investor you are. I'm sharing with you what I do that suits my um, personality. Okay. If it doesn't suit yours, that's okay. You can use other periods that make you feel more comfortable. You can also book gains a third, a third, a third, right? So you can take out positions in a progression. So you can use faster moving average. Sometimes I'll use a 14-day moving average, okay, on a real aggressive stock that's skyrocketed. If it goes below the 14-day, I might book part of my profit. If it drops to the 50-day and closes, well, drops to the 25-day, closes below it, I book another third. Drops below the 50, I'm out, right? But if it goes to the 50 and holds, I might buy the whole position back for the next run. Okay, that's kind of like an advanced class. You know what I mean? Next question. How do you decide on whether to use the 50? Okay. Um, so I guess I'm reading these old. You got, so you got that answer, right? It, it's, it just it depends on the structure of the chart. And because you're an insider, it would be best we could go step by step together on this. So call me up or, you know, we can talk on our Slack chat about a particular stock. And I'll put the chart up and I'll show you what, what moving average makes most sense to me. And I think over time, as we work together, you'll start to learn it yourself, okay? It's a bit of feel. You're, you're looking at the structure of the chart, the prices, and what makes most sense, okay? It's the only way I can explain that. It's just doing it a lot. But I can share it with you one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, Nick, are you always checking um, to close or not your positions? No, I'm all okay. Great question. So, am I looking between three thirty and four to change my positions, or do I do it in the after hours or the next morning? I always change them between three thirty and four. Sometimes earlier. It depends. I've done statistical studies on, for instance, the index algorithms, and sometimes two thirty is the right time to cut bait on certain scenarios. Okay, so. In fact, we might have even done that in, uh, in February. At the end of February, I think I cut some positions at 2.30 as the market was crashing because sometimes that works, and it certainly worked this time. Um, but when you're in the Slack room, I've created that hashtag for you just to see what we're doing with the Armour portfolios, and you can always check that between 3.30 and 4 because I'll update what I'm doing, and it'll be done, and I'll update the portfolios at the end of the night. But you'll see what I'm about to do between 3.30 and 4. All right, guys, look, I, just, I really appreciate you spending time with me. Uh, as always, I enjoy it. Um, if you guys enjoyed it, give me the thumbs up. That helps and all that kind of stuff. And I'll see you guys again on Wednesday, 4.30, uh, for our next topic. Who knows? Maybe we'll do another, another um, education series, and we'll go right to triggers so you can start to understand why I buy things. Okay, guys, have a great night. Thanks for uh, taking your time out.